Flying Talkers, brought to you today by the people of ATC. From Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results-driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, one world, one great air cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. Hi, this is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. Anybody old enough to remember World War II? Well, you probably remember the Norden bomb site that was credited with allowing the precision air raids that shortened the conflict. After the war, the Norden brothers turned their attention to air cargo, incorporating an all-cargo airline in 1946 that finally took flight in 1948. The airline was called Seaboard and Western because its routes lay between the eastern seaboard of the United States and Western Europe. Later, as Seaboard World Airlines, the carrier would pass quickly from infancy to predominance on the North Atlantic. In fact, during the early 1970s, Seaboard actually overtook mighty Pan American World Airways as top cargo carrier across the North Atlantic, which was then the dominant air cargo route in the world. The little airline that could might have been a better name for Seaboard. At its peak, it employed a total of only 1,800 people, but that brave and merry bunch, to paraphrase an old saying, has left an indelible mark on the air cargo industry, both in records broken and more importantly in the people Seaboard trained, who are still active in some places in our business today. But here are some Seaboard firsts. In 1967, Seaboard New York to London, 105,000 pounds of cargo carried on a DC-6 smashes the weight record held since 1937 by the German Graf Zeppelin. 1974, New York to Kuwait, the largest single piece of cargo in history, moves aboard Seaboard World's beautiful 747F container ship, a 72,000-pound, 50-foot-long oil pumping station, glitters the nose door by an inch and a half on each side. 1976, a Seaboard DC-863, used only during daylight hours, moves over 8 million pounds of coffee from Uganda to Djibouti, an African port on the Red Sea. Some among us still regard an airline as a first love, recalling Seaboard, one grizzled veteran of many cargo seasons, said wistfully, 
Seaboard still seems like home to me. Well, little wonder that people are Seaboard's ultimate legacy to air cargo. Bill Bosch, former president of American Airlines, Eugene T. Buzz Whalen, the late former staff vice president of American Airlines Cargo, and then Japan Airlines, Gunter Rohrman, president of Air Express International, member of the Tiaka Hall of Fame, are among the dozens of executives who stayed active and in position of leadership in the business who are Seaboard alumnus. Others include August Martin, a pioneering black American pilot killed while flying relief missions in Biafra during the Nigerian War. John Mahoney, whose insights we're going to talk about here in a little while, an acknowledged air cargo pioneer of intermodal transportation. Bill Barnes, who was universally lauded for his contributions, as was Mahoney in training individuals, all represented the seaboard spirit. Seaboard existed during a different time in air cargo. It flew into and through the wars in Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam. It competed and even, as mentioned at times, won the day against much better healed and well-entrenched competition. It's difficult to believe so many years have gone by since the little airline that could, nearly half a century, was bought up by Flying Tigers. And both of the airlines were bought up by Federal Express. But for those who remember and can drive by the spot that was where Building 178 at the threshold of JFK Airport was at that circle where they Seaboard proudly built its world headquarters. It was a genuine New York original. Can't bring that back either. We have some pictures of it. Get it offloaded, get cargo moving, and let's push back ASAP our seaboard words that still echo across the field. We'll have some more right after this. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at Pay Cargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, Pay Cargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. Pay Cargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the Pay Cargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the Pay Cargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. 
Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. Now hear this, now hear this. If you don't know who John Mahoney was, or forever is, to the score and scores of top-line executives he influenced or trained that are currently working in air cargo, Bill Bosch is the name that comes to mind. Read, listen, and talk about this. Consider for a moment that this patriarch of modern air cargo marketing and sales told me in 1976 when he was senior vice president of sales at Seaboard World Airlines. Quote, air cargo is an industry in which everyone happily and blithely carries on, doing exactly the opposite of what expected and to an effect diametrically opposed to his own, the airline industry obligations and interests. In our industry, things are viewed as though through a concave mirror. Left is right, up is down, and anyone who acts logically is liable a maverick. Here are some John Mahoney observations from that story to show how highly they regard cargo as a very important and fast-growing part of their business. Most passenger airlines promote their cargo department to individuals who couldn't make it on the passenger side. No offense attended to my airline cargo colleagues who may hear this story. I've followed your career and I know you're the exception. That proves the rule. John also said, air cargo economics are simple because the cost of transporting freight by air depend only on the size, weight, and containerization of the shipment. But look at how complicated we've been able to make the rate structure for this simple business. We've actually been able to make the cargo tariffs more devious and intricate than the passenger ones, which proves we cargo people aren't really as dumb as we look. John also said the specific commodity rating system is a classic device invented by the cargo people, which permits discrimination among shippers, facilities abuse through misdeclarations, and thoroughly bedevils the agents and consolidators who bring in most of the cargo, but are regarded as the airline's major competitors and adversaries. The cargo people who have developed terrible inferiority conflict over the years probably feels that no one in the passenger business could have been clever enough to come up with such a three-way blockbuster. Since almost all cargo moves to and from airports by motor vehicle, we have made the aircraft containers very awkward to carry on motor vehicles. And of course, specifically commodity rates provide lowest rates on loose multi-piece shipments, which are the most expensive for the world of air transport. Air cargo agents, John Mahoney said, almost universally feel that their commission should be higher and airline rates should be lower. 
To the extent that they are successful, they manage to drive down airline profits and eventually force airlines to discontinue air freighters and other services. This then permits agents to complain about the lack of service and capacity. That was John Mahoney. And after the seaboard years, he was a much sought after consultant, speaker, and friend to air cargo. In 1985, he authored Intermodal Freight Transportation. Look for that book. It can be remembered as an impressive work that brought forward his ability to visualize how rapidly air cargo would develop. John died in 1988, ending a remarkable career in transportation left behind a legacy contribution to air cargo and its people that continues to endure. John Mahoney, just another example of the great air cargo industry we have today and where it came from. This is Jeffrey Aaron. That's it for our presentation today, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time, this time, until next time. This is Jeffrey saying, keep them flying, air cargo. And good night, Joe, wherever you are.